What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, October 30th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the new face of video games, Blessing Adioye Jr. Greg, can we make fun of Kevin's solar-powered keyboard? Because it's been a recurring thing. This is my first time hearing about it. So just as we went to go live, Kevin did his normal, ah, fuck, and his keyboard apparently is powered by the sun but I, it is there isn't enough sunlight in the room to power this keyboard i made fun of this before i think it was like a me tim episode where uh-huh. yeah before the episode kevin had a similar situation where he was like oh my keyboard isn't working oh it's a solar powered keyboard and i was like oh have you tried putting it in the sun to which kevin's like you joke but that is like a that could be a solution to which i was like why would they make solar powered keyboards keyboards are like the one thing that now, are never so fun First off, I mean, number one, true. of course, solar power is great and everybody should get behind it. And we should yeah. all try to take Instead better of care of things. Sucking all the electricity out of your computer. Number two, I, right now, as you well, as everybody knows when they watch this fucking show, eventually the sun's gonna crest past this window and beam me in the face. But, no, so I, I mean, assure you a solar power keyboard would work for but me. But that's that's also like I don't think you need like direct light on it. It lights bouncing around, like you know. That's also it's true. That's also around. true. You'd be fine. And why like, is your keyboard always dead? It's not always dead. It is. It's. It's like a five-year-old keyboard. It's often dead. No. No. I know, I'm not, on your side, Kev. But it's not often dead either. Let's not describe it how it's not. You know what I mean? Well, it's enough that it's a re- reoccurring bit now. This happens one more time. It's a T-shirt on Patreon.com/slash kind of funny. All right. <laughs> In six months. It's just like the also, one well, thing no, that's no, never no. outside. You know, you're gonna make solar powered. Like no. solar power, I'm, very, like, I'm behind solar energy, to be clear. I, know, I, I want clean bless, energy. Like, if I can also be on the record here, uh, one of the things I've known since I met Blessing is that he loves solar-powered energy. Exactly. I'm a big fan of solar-powered energy. Hates I have a solar energy, jacket though. in my closet. He says that he hates no, wind fuck, power. No, fuck wind energy. Yeah. Me and the homies Him and Trump or, no, we, I was going to say, I've heard Blessing say it a million times, windmills give you cancer. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I just, There's I a lot of stuff coming out of the ground. We're aware. We've all, we've all seen the reports. I just don't like I don't, I just don't like the breezes. You know, I, I, like, I like to keep it warm, keep it toasty. And I feel like the wind energy uh, works against that. Uh, but no, breeze. I'm all about yeah. solar power. It's just that for a keyboard, a thing that you're going to keep inside but like, 24 bless, hours a day. Bless. I've had, days a week. Bless, I've had this keyboard for years now. This is actually my second one of these keyboards because they last for like four years. But when they fucking kick the bucket, they kick oh, the yeah, goddamn no. bucket. It's a you slow know what death. I, mean? I, I have, I have a, a, a battery-powered one at the studio, so I guess I'll have to go get that and fuck the environment, right? Why don't you get one of the ones that just plugs in? You know what I mean? Why doesn't yeah. it be wireless? Why don't you get one of, one of these that plugs in, Kevin? I got a Rokat right you, here. Came that's a wireless here. keyboard, you idiot. Yeah, but it plugs when it's dying. It plugs in to charge. That's also a great point. USB C man. There you go. C man. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> enough of this. We got another jam pack kind of funny games daily for you today. We're talking about Miles Morales getting his Spider Verse suit. Sony might be buying Crunchyroll, and another Xbox game has seen its leader leave because this. Well, not because of, I guess. We're going to talk about all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You, of course, can go there, give us your questions, comments, concerns, your squad up requests, everything under the daily video game sun. Of course, you can also get the show ad-free, and you can get it with the exclusive post show we do only on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. You can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we 
can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Lots of housekeeping for you. I know it's easy to, dr- to drown all this out, to forget about stuff. Everybody, tighten it up. If you're in your car right now, pull over to the side of the road, emergency flashers on, all right? Start, start a little note app. If you're out there with the tractor, pause for a second on the tractor. Hit the brakes on the tractor, all right? So housekeeping for all the stuff that's fucking happening because there's a ton of it. Number one, Extra Life is here. It's back. It's happening next week. Uh, remember, uh, we are going to be raising money for the Children's Miracle Network. We will be raising money for uh, UCSF Benioff Hospital here in San Francisco. Uh, however, you can raise it for whatever local charity you, or local hospital you want. You can just donate and then help take care of everybody. Don't worry about it. Uh, it is uh, you, usually the 24-hour uh, you know, live streaming thing where we all play video games and raise money and have the wheel and get crazy. It's different this year. It's 12 hours for us. So what's happening is community hosting starts Friday. Friday, November 6th at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Then we will have the community lead us all the way in till Kind of Funny starts its official extra live stream Saturday, November 7th, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. And then I believe there's more community stuff afterwards as usual. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash extra life to donate right now, to sign up and raise money for your own things, to just be a part of this great event we do each and every year. Next for you, more immediate first impressions of Dark Pictures, Little Ho- the Dark Pictures anthology, Little Hope is up right now on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe. Blessing, what are they getting? Oh, blessing froze. Look at that. I thought he was just being very stoic while he listened. Kevin, are you there? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Blessing's dead. You know what I mean? He Look at him. Dead, Look at dead. that dead boy. I'll tell you for them. It's uh, them playing the first like hour of the Dark Pictures anthology, Little Hope. You can go over there, watch it, or listen to it. Remember, First Impressions is a podcast feed as well. It would mean a lot to us if you went and subscribed to that in other places. As we continue down the line, if Blessing ever comes out of the Phantom Zone, uh, he is streaming the Ghost of Tsushima Legends Raid this afternoon. That's going to be 4 p.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, you can go there. You can watch it live. I would imagine that later that will be posted to youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames as well. If that wasn't enough for you, tomorrow, if you didn't know, is Halloween. Bless. I am a huge Halloween fan, the biggest Halloween fan in the office. Right, Blessing? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, You can catch me streaming Animal Crossing at 5 p.m. Pacific time tomorrow. That will be the official trick-or-treating in Animal Crossing. Costumes will be mandatory for you and chat. I will be wearing mine as well. I bet you can't guess what it is. So, everybody get out there. 5 p.m. Pacific time, Twitch. It won't be a long stream. I'm just going to go do the trick-or-treat stuff, show off my island and how Halloween-y it is. Because, again, I think everybody understands that I'm the biggest Halloween fan there is at Kind of Funny. I mean, literally no one is arguing with that. You know what I mean? Thank you, Kevin. It means a lot that we finally can put this to bed. Um, oh, here's another one for you. I wasn't lying about this fucking housekeeping, ladies and gentlemen. This is a big one for you. Uh, set your clocks. Next week, P.S. I Love You is going to have to move to Friday. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff happening. So Friday is P.S. I Love You rather than Tuesday as usual. Oh, look, if I do this, I can see myself move on Kevin's screen too. Ooh, there's so many Gregs on the screen. <laughs> oh. Damn, do it again. Let me see your your entertainment center is looking fierce over there. You I had need, that pipe I thing. A, I remember when you yeah, built it at the old place, but like, God, that looks good. Kevin. I need to clean it up. The wires. I'm sure. almost to the. I mean, I'm, I'm literally just waiting for the PS5 so that I can route those wires. And uh, yeah, that's a big. Then I can sense. sit down, take everything apart, just stare at it, and be like, "What do I do? Is it weird that Blessing hasn't hit us up on Slack or in yeah, Discord? I would I would expect it a text or something. Do you want to give him a call? There's a good chance he's dead. Is what I'm saying. What if he doesn't know that he's cra- he's crapped out? You know what yeah, I mean? I mean, <laughs> then he's maybe like the most like, like then he's 
the host does not care. <laughs> you know? Because he's spacing out. No, I have no idea what you were trying to say right there. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Look at me. What happened? I'm like flashing blue. Are you? Well, you just look at me. Look at me. <laughs> you know, I guess a little bit. There's like a tinge of blue, yeah. Okay, well, if a little bit, then you are or you aren't. You know what I mean? So I am. Sure, sure. This is now it's getting scary. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know his roommate's number? I don't know, Michael Hyam. I don't know. I hate it when do that. I hate that. I hate that thing. See, uh, what's happening in, in general? Chat are calling me Our internet is out. Restarting router. Uh, he, Blessing uh, has said at 10:09. But that won't stop the show. Don't worry about it, ladies and gentlemen. Slow uh, it down for sure, though, right? Thank you. Or, no, not at all. I, I've always said I could do this show easily on my own, and I can't. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, James Davis, aka at James Davis Makes, Blackjack, and Tom Bach. And hey, a salute to those Patreon producers. This will be their final time uh, for October. So thank you for your support right there. We'll have new folks in November. Uh, today we're brought to you by Amazon Alexa, Upstart and Hymns, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Baker's Kevin, this first one here is going to require you to throw something up on the screen. So I know I'm already taxing you because you're doing stuff over there and you're, you're hosting now and doing stuff. Uh, number one, uh, Miles Morales is getting his Into the Spider-Verse suit in Spider-Man. Miles Morales, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, trademark TM, all that jazz Marvel games. Uh, Kevin, if you can show the video there, I'm going to read from I, I the Insomniac tweets. Oh, I know you hey, well, I'm going to read from the, the tweets. Yeah. I know she can't. Insomniac uh, tweeted out the uh, video. Uh, Kev's going to show you here in a second. It says, the suit you've all been asking about is here, and you unlock it early with a pre-order for PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 4. So right there, you can extrapolate extrapolate out, of course. You can unlock this without pre-ordering. Pre-ordering just gets you there quicker, which is nice. Uh, and then... Of course, friend of the show, James Stevenson from Insomniac Games, had his own tweet that said this. The incredible Vibe the Verse suit mod causes the suit to mimic the visual frequency of another Earth, the special animation you're about to see in the video we're going to watch. You can't you can equip it or attach it to a different suit. So as we watch right here, of course, this is the reveal of the Miles Morales into the Spider-Verse suit. But as you see it go, it's doing that like different frame rate thing from the movie, let alone oh when he goes God. into it big attacks here you're getting the pows and the things and the animated stuff there and so what james is saying if i'm reading this right what james is saying is like how spider-man had the different mods you put on the suit this mod this visual not the visual style of the internet spider-verse suit which is there but i'm guessing the frame rate and like the glitchy kind of nature of it right can be applied to any suit is what i'm getting because he's saying you can attach it to a different suit so you're saying with the like the the old cartoon style suit you could you put this on there and have that same thing happen if they have that suit in this, see, this isn't. Well, if they don't, I'm in a riot because I've heard that works. That's fair. That's fair. I understand. <laughs> You've heard that works. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I, know, I don't know. Didn't they do it for the, the one of the other Spider-Man suits? And like, it's one of those no, things. Where, no, no, I, I don't know, be like I'm, the Raimi people. I'm. Whoa. What? Nothing. Oh, that blessing came back the way you came back. <laughs> there was there another go. blessing on the screen. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's Wait, fine. I, I like. I like multiple blessings. I said, don't worry about it. Why are you guys all we worried get about so it? So much work done, you know what I mean? Hi, Blessing. Welcome back. Hey, what's up, guys? I don't know what happened. I, I don't know if there was like if there's an outage going on in my area or what. Um, it had like earlier today, my internet went out for like a split second, and I was like, oh, that's nothing to worry about. Apparently, sure. it's something to worry about. Yeah, you know so, what you're gonna do. Yeah. Uh, Blessing, what are your thoughts here on the Miles Morales into the Spider Verse suit? I think that's really cool. I think 
it it's very expected that they do this. Like they, of course, in Spider Man twenty eighteen, they had all the different suits, including Raimi Spider Man suit and Spider Man Homecoming. And so, if they can get those suits into the game, I I feel like the natural progression is this getting into the Spider Verse suit into Miles Morales. And so that's really cool. Uh, I I I think the two the um. I don't know what they're calling it, but like the weird frame rate effect. Yeah, that, they have that, going on. that is the vibe, the verse suit mod. Yeah, I think that's interesting. It seems like something that I'll probably unequip <laughs> from this suit <laughs> because I feel like it's, it's in actual gameplay. It'll probably be kind of distracting, um, but I, I I like that being there. Like it's a really cool effect to have on it. And so overall, like I'm really into this. This seems this seems really cool. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Obviously, the suit, I think, was expected, especially, you know, like you're pointing out that after Into the Spider-Verse dropped, they dropped the, you know, Peter B. Parker skin into Spider-Man PS4. I think we're expecting that. I wasn't expecting the suit mod to change it so drastically to make it look different, even though I guess that's short-sighted, right? Because even from what we've seen of, like, uh, with the Bodega Cat skin being added into the game and then the cat being able to do attacks and stuff, it's more of what I think you need to expect from Insomniac with this franchise, and that's just TLC, right? That they're going to go above and beyond and try to hit the little things and make it actually matter. I think, you know, you want to talk about suits and, like, the knocks. I use fake air quotes there. uh, Of, like, people who didn't get the amazing Spider-Man suit, right? From the movies, the amazing Spider-Man suit in PS4. And now, of course, they're adding that in this time around on remastered. So it's like, these are... I've said it before, and I think if you even go back and watch like the spoiler cast we did with Brian Intihar uh, after uh, the release of Spider-Man PS4, like you can tell that they love this property and they know what they'd want in this game is what they're putting in this game, and that's going to extrapolate out to what fans want because they're real fans. Yeah, and I like the fact that they're putting this in. Uh, they're putting it in right off the bat, right? Like this is something that's going to be available to people as soon as they're, they're able to boot up the game. Yeah, the and- one thing it says here, yeah, if you want, you unlock it early. Uh, and you unlock it early with a pre-order on PS5 or PS4. So I'm not there sure what the gating is there or what, how that works. Gotcha. But that's way better than uh, in Spider-Man PS4. I, there were skins that were put in way after the fact. And like for the, the Spider-Man Raimi skin, for example, that's a skin that I absolutely loved in that game. I thought that skin was awesome. You know, I I like the idea that I get to go back and play as the same Spider-Man, Spider-Man that, that I played yeah, in Spider-Man 2. I was like, okay, sweet. This is awesome. Let's go. But the fact that they added it, added it in afterwards meant that I'm not playing the game as that Spider-Man as much as I would have liked to. Um, sure. And so, like, this is cool. That's going to be available uh, for people. I think that's really awesome. And, yeah, like, it, it seems like they really are going above and beyond. Or they have gone above and beyond as far as beyond. Uh, as far yeah. as uh, putting in that TLC, like you said, right? And having that fan service for people uh, for between 2018 and what seems like will be Miles Morales. Uh, blessing, I have breaking news for you right now oh. from twitch.tv slash kind of funny games chat. Kebabs on TV points out that the PSI Love You XOXO special creating Ghost of Tsushima Legends is now live. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe. You can catch Blessing talking to Sucker Punch about what went into making Ghost of Tsushima Legends. Yeah. And speaking of that, later today, you probably said this in housekeeping, but later today, I'm going to be doing the Ghost of Tsushima raid with some people. I said I fucking so. did. So tune into that twitch.tv slash you're going to record that locally because that should go up on YouTube at some point. Ooh, I did not. Can your computer not do that? It if not, we, Kevin, we can I've always just rip the Twitch archive, right? Yeah, but it should be able to do it. It's a, it's a, he's got a good little box in there. Yeah, that's what everybody says about PC. And then guess what? You need a dot exe uh, and a driver and a GeForce. And- Greg, Greg, we were being nice. Your computer is old. Really, really old. No. It's also tiny. It's got, it it's doesn't got though, the good it? parts. 
I've been hearing for years it's not the size of the boat, right? It's the motion of the ocean. And let me tell oh, you, boy. here on the information superhighway, the waves are crashing over me every day. Here's the thing about the raid. I'm covered in sea foam. Every, <laughs> yep, yep. Everything about that was disgusting. You nailed it. 110%. Also, jellyfish, jellyfish. Uh, my, my goal is to complete the raid. I don't think that we actually will today. Like, no, wait, I, we don't know how long it is, but I get the sense that it's going to be lengthy. Like, I'm going to say right now, in, you don't got the finger strength. Not even, not even lengthy. It seems like it's going to be a task. Uh, completing that raid and so like, I mean I that's what raids out... are supposed to be I mean raids yeah. are supposed to go for a long time for sure and so I have blocked out two to three hours I have a feeling that might not be enough and aren't so aren't you playing with a bunch of clowns though they're not gonna be able to do it no I'm playing dude I'm playing with the elites you guys yeah? will see when you tune in later but yeah yeah no I got a squad with me oh is it a secret it is a secret oh. I put up all their photos earlier yeah I didn't oh did you hold on now uh, I'm tweeting about it also, good news, Sell guys. Keyboard fully solar charged, up and running. Oh, well, that's quick. That was really fast. That's that's a benefit to solar energy that it gets right in there. Did you have to put on? Did you have to go and get it out of your your backyard? No, I'm in my backyard doing this because it's also wireless. So you are not in your backyard right now. I'm not in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, awesome. of course, I had to I go was get in it. His backyard with his monitor and all, and, all, and all. Wait, so you did put it? You did literally put it outside? I don't understand why I have to explain things to you like four times. Yes, I, just I put think it that's outside. Hilarious. What's hilarious about that? Because why would they make a keyboard solar power that you would have to put outside in order to charge it? You don't. That seems you, very no, counterintuitive. You're, bless, you're not listening. You don't. It's years old at this point. Fuck. Now I'm buying another one of these just to fucking piss <laughs> you off. Number two on the Roper Report is Sony buying Crunchyroll. We go to IGN.com where Adele Anchors writes, Sony has reportedly entered into final negotiations with AT&T to acquire the U.S.-based anime streaming service Crunchyroll. According to Nakai Asia, uh, Sony recently obtained exclusive rights to bid for the hugely popular streaming service and is now prepared to pay upwards of $957 million to acquire the platform, which has $70 million free members and 3 million paying subscribers signed up globally. As part of the deal, it is reported that Crunchyroll would also give Sony access to more than 1,000 anime titles. Sony previously acquired anime distributor Funimation and its 1 million subscribers back in 2017. However, the company is said to now be looking to expand its customer base further by strengthening its entertainment offering to better compete with the likes of Netflix, Hulu, and other global streaming services that are currently dominating the market. If the Sony acquisition is realized, then the global competition for content is likely to heat up and intensify, with streaming companies battling to license popular movies and shows. It's possible that Sony could even consider merging Crunchyroll with Funimation, which is the licensee of several anime properties in the U.S., including Attack on Titan and One Piece. Blessing, you're one of these anime dorks. What does this do for you? I mean, this seems like a great answer to Bethesda. Honestly, like I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know what Fuck, Microsoft that was really has. Funny. That was really, that funny. was great. Yeah, that was so really good. good. I, appreciate <laughs> I appreciate it. I don't. Is this 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 isn't video game news? This seems like screencast news, if anything. I don't yeah, really. I mean, you know, Sony and Crunchyroll. I know how much people. I know how much our audience does love anime, and I know how much people do love Crunchyroll. And so I think it's an interesting idea. You know, there's been this. Back and forth, it seems, about if Crunchyroll is a launch app on the PlayStation 5 because they weren't included in the blog post, but then Crunchyroll said they were. And you wonder if you get closer and closer to what that Sony relationship would then make it look like for PlayStation. And I think that 
one of the things we talk about as you know you have xbox game pass ultimate and you have playstation plus and everybody trying to add in value i think getting something like this and saying if you have playstation plus you have crunchyroll you have funimation premium whatever they call that if there is something like that i think that could be interesting yeah i think that could be that could be a really cool move especially given that for xbox game pass there are certain deals to where you can get months of spotify or months of hulu based on the xbox game pass ultimate bundle i think if you're able to bundle in crunchyroll or something like that with within ps plus that could be a good a good add-on um but yeah i don't know i i i i'm not too tuned in to the the crunchyroll funimation uh, uh side of things yeah world to really have a, an in-depth opinion opinion on this aside from cool yeah this seems this seems like it could be a good move for the company well if you want Sony video game takes. I got another one for you. All right. Number three on the Roper report. Sony's not giving up on VR. Not yet. This is Gene Park over at the Washington Post who had a Jim Ryan interview. He's just making the rounds. Jim Ryan's if, if you Jim Ryan walks out of his door, there's a microphone in his face. Apparently uh, I'm jumping in may, way into this interview. Uh, Though immersion appears to be the focal point of Sony's PlayStation 5 push, Ryan says there won't be any immediate leaps forward with Sony in the most immersive gaming experience, virtual reality. PlayStation was at the forefront of the virtual reality market for consoles, having launched a PSVR headset in 2016. While 5 million headsets were sold by January this year, sales were slowing in 2020. There are currently no public plans for a PlayStation 5-specific headset. Instead, Sony is offering adapters to use the PS4's PSVR headset with the new console. Quote, I think we're more than a few minutes from the future of VR, Ryan said. PlayStation believes in VR. Sony believes in VR, and we definitely believe at some point in the future, VR will represent a meaningful component of interactive entertainment. Will it be this year? No. Will it be next year? No. But will it come at some stage? We believe that. And we're very pleased with all the experience that we've gained with PlayStation VR, and we look forward uh, to seeing where that takes us in the future. Obviously, as always, a bunch of uh, Jim Ryan. I'm sure a lovely man. I don't know, but he's a suit and he's just giving suit answers to all this. But blessing. Do you extrapolate anything from this? Because people I saw on the message boards and Twitter were like proof that PlayStation VR two will not come in 2021. Well, actually, honestly, that's kind of where my my uh, the gears were turning in my head. Like I was at mm-hmm. the the fact that he was that uh, he said right VR. Uh, will represent a meaningful component of interactive entertainment. Will it be this year? No. Will it be ne- next year? No. To me, that does translate to will PSVR two come out this year? No. Will it come out next year? No. no. Right? Because I feel like they, I feel like they, in their eyes, in it, if I was in the in the it's shoes of a right. Sony suit or a Sony marketer, right, and I yeah. am looking at PSVR two, I am probably wanting PSVR two to, in some sense, be the next step to not just playstation vr but be but vr in general like we want playstation vr 2 to have waves within the vr space because you have that as sony you have you have that power and you have that um that pull right like when we talk about vr uh systems we're talking about oculus we're talking about psvr we're talking about i guess vive um yeah i guess vive yeah exactly yeah (laughs) and and, and like and in 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 that in that space, right? Like right now, it, we're we're in a very interesting place for VR with VR because right now we're when we look at Oculus, Oculus is the company that has been nailing it as far as far as hardware. Um, but right now, it's kind of in a turbulent space with Facebook and the integration and how that is turning everybody off. Uh, uh, I'm not tuned into HTC Vive as much, so I don't know how people are talking about that thing. But PSVR is in a, is in a, in an interesting space because PSVR has such a great 
library of games to it. Like it might not be the best hardware. It might not be the most powerful hardware. It might not be the, the smallest hardware when we talk about Oculus Quest. But when when you look at the games, right, when you look at Tetris Effect, which I know has made its way uh, to different systems now, when you look at Blood and Truth, when you look at um, uh, Trover Saves the Universe, and when you look at the library in general, like there's such a great library there, Astrobot Rescue Mission. Um, PSVR 2, I think, has potential to further that, right? Like uh, piggyback off of that foundation of PSVR 1 and really set up to be what Sony would probably view as, all right, this is what the future of VR looks like for us because we can be the market leaders in this space because we do have uh, um, uh, an ecosystem in which people are invested in and uh, an ecosystem that is easier to buy into than Oculus and, uh, uh, and Vive. And so when he says is the future of VR or, or um, the will VR represent a meaningful component of interactive entertainment this year? No, next year, no. I do, I do kind of take that to mean that Hey, we are working on something that is going to be a uh, a meaningful component of interactive entertainment. It won't be out this year or next year. Here's the thing: I don't. When I when we did the games cast, whatever it was, uh, outlandish predictions or predicting the next you know generation or whatever the fuck we called it, I put out there the one for me that was Sony will not make another PlayStation VR headset, and I said it like I hope I'm wrong, and I also said I believe that they have the best intentions of doing this. I do believe they're working on a PlayStation VR 2 headset. I do believe uh, that they have the plans to do that. I just don't know if it will. The longer I've just stated on saying that, the more I become a believer in my own bullshit. And maybe it all turns out to be bullshit. And again, as somebody who loves this PlayStation VR, I hope it is. I hope the next PlayStation VR comes out. It's wireless. It's great. The screen's better. People are happy. Obviously, it'll still be underpowered compared to all the crazy ones, but it'll be a better experience for everybody. Even this, like, and granted, as you look at 2020, and if you want to go back one year to 2019 and how we're looking at 2020, things can change quickly, and everything can go out the window, as we all know. But to sit here and go, will it be this year? No, of course it won't be this year. Will it be next year? No. That's when you start going, if they're not trying to capitalize on VR next year, I really do wonder then, what is the future? Is there a future for this? Are you going to let it go dormant that long? Are you letting it go with Oculus Quest and see what studios continue to make great stuff for that? And if there is a market for it, I know Quest, you know, two pre-orders have been crazy compared to Quest One. I don't, if you're taking your foot off the gas that hard, and like even for me right now, you know, live on the show yesterday, two days ago, whatever it was, I was trying to get my PlayStation VR adapter and I accidentally went to the UK site and then I got the American site. And then, of course, after three attempts on the American site, it was like, listen, there's something wrong. Call customer support. And I'm like, I'm not going to call customer support. Like if there's that many hoops to jump through, let alone even if it worked flawlessly. If I'm in the store and I'm buying a PlayStation 5, I'm like, oh, VR looks interesting. So it's like, yeah, you got to go online and take your serial number and ask for this thing. So you wouldn't be able to play it tonight. Like. Fuck no. If you're taking your foot off the gas that much for what PlayStation VR is, if you're taking your foot off that gas where what games are coming to PlayStation VR for the next two years to make that a viable, cool platform, I really, really doubt that you're coming back with a PlayStation VR 2 at some point because you're letting what you, not that you ever had the tiger by the tail, but PlayStation VR has been such a great entry point for people and has so many great games on it. But if suddenly those are all languishing and making it hard to get to on your PlayStation 5, which is going to be the big push, and yes, they're going to continue to support PlayStation VR as we talked, or PlayStation 4, as we talked about uh, yesterday on the show and you know some of the comments Jim Ryan made elsewhere. Like, I don't know, man. Like, it makes it even more, and I think it will be that the success 
best they see with PlayStation 4 slash PlayStation 5 and first. Like, do they look at that and they're like, why are, are we still pushing VR that way? What's what Kevin is Kevin showing us? I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. Oh, it's about it. a solar keyboard. Yeah. Okay. Like, well, I can't read that because all the text on my, on yeah, our side. we don't get it like an HD, but we believe you, Kevin. Right. Solar key yeah. keywords are cool. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at it on the Twitch on the Twitch screen now, which is much clearer. The wireless solar keyboard K750 features two panels, then it trails off. Oh, here Who we cares? Two Am I off base about PlayStation VR 2? You think? You think? I, do you think there's going to be a PlayStation VR 2 in your heart of hearts? In my heart of hearts, I'm 50 50. I no. I think they're working on it. I I think they're definitely, and I know you you think the same thing too, right? Like Agreed. we're both yeah. in agreement that. They are they are probably figuring it out right, right now. Like they're they probably have plans to 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 do it. And I I expect that if I had to guess, their plan is to release it in twenty twenty two. Like I think that feels right. It does feel like a like a while. It does feel like they are missing out on the opportunity to to, to capitalize off of PS 5s out. All right, cool. Twenty twenty one, we can make our big push. But I also feel like twenty twenty one is is very busy. Like twenty twenty one does feel like the year where you focus on the ps5 ps5 launches in 20 and what year are we in 2020 2021 all right it's the software year okay cool let's focus on ratchet let's focus on horizon let's focus on god of war let's focus on all all the games that you have coming out and really make it so that uh uh the message of ps5 is clear and we make it ubiquitous and and, and we have uh, uh all efforts pushed towards pushing that system 2022 then then feels like hey let's open up new horizons no pun intended and let's push possibly push psvr too that said i'm also with you that who the i so jim ryan the jim ryan quote here that we keep bringing up vr will represent a, a meaningful component of interactive entertainment i don't know how much i'm a believer in that i think vr is awesome i think vr is is really cool and i've had some very I've had experiences in VR that I can only have in VR. I mentioned yeah. uh, Astrobot all the time, which I think, which I'll put up there is like one of my, uh, or one of the best games to come out of this last generation. I'll say the same thing about Beat Saber. I put Beat Saber in that conversation. Sure. Uh, I've Beat had, Saber's amazing. Yeah. Like Trover Saves the Universe is another one that I, I uh, another game that I think is fantastic. Uh, and I can go down the list of Blood and Truth and, and others. I don't think VR is ever, as far as gaming is concerned. And let me not say ever. I think right now where VR is at, I don't think it has the um, potential to feel as meaningful as traditional gaming. Like I don't, I, I think the the barrier to entry is still too high. Even though the 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 cost barrier keeps getting lowered and lowered, I just I still think people are at a place where putting a piece of hardware on your face still feels too much of a. It feels like too much of a foreign thing still that I don't I. I feel like that's just a bit. <laughs> Did you see Kevin's face? Just... Yeah, Kevin flashed up there for a second. Kevin's doing something over there. This is what happens when you give a man a wireless keyboard fully charged. I knew we shouldn't, but he went outside to the sun. And that's what happens. Um, for audio listeners, Kevin's face popped up on on the screen for like a frame, like a Huge. fight, like Fight Club. Um, if you if you know that reference, um, it was but yeah, like, just like Fight Club. <laughs> it was exactly like Fight Club. Like it 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 threw me off in the exact same way as it did in that movie. Um, but yeah, I don't. I I just don't see VR having that 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 sort of meaningful uh uh presence in gaming in the same that same way that traditional gaming does and so like with that i think the question com comes back to how much investment does sony have in vr is it profitable for them do they really see it as a viable future i don't necessarily think the answer to these questions are yes i agree 
And I think especially when you get into the bean counter nature of all this, right? Where it's going to be, hey, awesome. You know, PlayStation, you're, you're right. I think with your timeline especially, right? Where, yep, place, 2020 is the launch of the PlayStation 5. That's fantastic. It's going to sell out. It's going to go great. 2021 is trying to start converting all of those 100 million plus PlayStation 4 users and uh, owners out there to upgrade to the PlayStation 5, which will be done by look at these amazing games, look at these amazing load times, look at all the stuff that's happening, look at the exclusive experiences like Ratchet we're starting to put out and stuff you've already seen like Demon's Souls, right? I think then you muddy the message if in 2021 you were to say, hey, and also PlayStation VR 2 is here. And then it's like, well, that's too much money. I don't want to spend $500 on a system and then an additional $300 on the headset and new move ones. And what I have to get, do, is, it doesn't work with the new camera. I got to buy the new camera. Mm-hmm. So you keep pushing that out. And I think the further you push it out, the more time there is to look at the market. And even right now, I think of you know VR as it hasn't been a wildfire by any stretch of the imagination. But when they sat there and they rubbed the stick together in a little fire, it did catch and it did smolder. And there is a small fire there that people are feeding. We are getting amazing experiences out of. And like even taking it beyond place beyond PlayStation VR and talking about what we saw with Half-Life Alex and about Valve's commitment to it and about what you're seeing on Quest 2 and the moves there. Like you are seeing that fire grow, but in two years, will they look at that fire and will it be big enough to if they're on a tear and they're actually selling PlayStation 5s and they're competing with Xbox and Xbox has pivoted the competition to be cloud gaming and free services and all this is the thing to say, all right, cool, we also want to double down on this VR thing. I think they have the best intentions of that being there, but I think the market could easily change. Yeah, like I think I think if the and I don't I know it probably doesn't work this way, but if there was a way to shift all efforts from PSVR into PS Now and making that like a huge viable thing, you know, I feel like that could be a move and i and again like i don't know how this works i'm sure i'm sure for the most part that's impossible given that those are two very different departments or whatever um but i feel like to what you said with with xbox ramping up uh what they've got going on with with cloud gaming and x and uh game pass and all this different stuff i feel like focuses for for sony by the time we get to 2021 2022 might be might just have to change might be different because yeah, 100%. other other folks are just doing things in dynamically different ways that are pushing the in, the industry in, in in a different direction also somebody mentioned in chat that plays ps4 needs a por- uh psvr needs a porn app which i agree i think psvr does need a porn app i think that'll bring in a, a, a uh that'll get people in though somebody now, else in chat mentioned little star which also can work as a porn app well, what I want to point out is that, like, I've done the tests before. We got one PlayStation VR dropped. We got hit up by porn companies that were putting out VR porn that you could put on a memory stick and then put in your PlayStation VR. And then when you turn or you're putting your PlayStation 4 and then when you went into the media, media viewer, you put it into 360 VR and it was there. Mm-hmm. But that does, it doesn't it, it like with the media app on the PlayStation on yeah. the PlayStation 4 because yeah, because you can watch VR stuff in that. I'm not saying I've done this. Sure. But, I just if I, I have. If I if I had done this, I would I would probably say that I I I would have had to download Little Star, which is a media app on what the, the PS4. What the fuck is Little Star? I don't know what this is. Oh, it's like a he VR media app. Just where you, can, you. you gotta listen, man. You can you it's can watch you can watch VR videos and actually like be. In but you the don't need VR it for space. this. I've no, I the media player on PlayStation VR allows you to do if, that. If I had tried this, I would say that I tried using the, using the PS4 PS4 media app in uh-huh. VR. And uh-huh. I just could not get it to work. Okay. And I would also say that Oculus Quest makes it a lot easier where you can just go on the brow- oh, browser sure, yeah, totally. and just like click videos and just boom right there. 
Yeah. If I, I had tried you. any of this. If you had tried this, of course. Don't yeah. worry about it. Uh, shout out to Ryan T from Tennessee, who on kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong said, Greg, he, and he sent me a, back. He's like, the thing is working now. It wasn't that you would enter, because I thought I'd enter my serial number on the UK site, and then it wouldn't work anymore on the US thing. It just turns out that too many people were hitting the site. So I just did it, and I have requested my free adapter that I will be excited to uh, use how- three times. You also have to pay for Little Star, by the way, if you want to play. Stop. Are we sponsored by Little Star? Who are you? (laughs) Like, how much of a rush should I be to get this thing? Like, do you think that, like, in six months? I would just do it so you don't forget. Well, yeah, but, like, right now, my uh, it's it's in a box somewhere in the garage. So I have to go through possibly six boxes. And uh, I'm sure there's some, like, you can only do it for this amount of time. So you should probably look into it. Okay. Number four on the Roper Report, uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology. Little Hope drops today. Of course, this is the game from Supermassive, the folks who did Until Dawn, and then also the Dark Pictures Anthology, Man of Medan. Uh, the review roundup has dropped right now on Metacritic, or I shouldn't say right now, at 9.04 a.m. Pacific time. It was sitting at a 71 on a PlayStation 4. Uh, game Informer gave it a 75. Uh, Kimberly Wallace wrote, Little Hope, or a 7.5 for how Game Informer scores, I believe, right? Uh, Kimberly Wallace wrote, Little Hope is inconsistent, like a witch in training still learning how to fully weave a spell. It sets up its story well and keeps you guessing, but the execution is lacking. It needs more variety and interesting things for your characters to do. The action comes too late, and by then, you're already nodding off. However, seeing the fantastic ending makes putting up with those boring moments a little more bearable. Over at Twinfinite, they gave it a 3 out of 5, which is fair on their scale. Uh, Ed McLone uh, says, uh, In other words, if you have people to play the Dark Pictures Little Hope with, it's definitely a fun way to pass the time, especially around Halloween. If you're planning to go it alone, though, it is a, it is, it's not a bad experience, but you may find yourself feeling a bit unfulfilled. And then IGN.com gave it a 5 out of 10. Lucy O'Brien, the lion, writes, Little Hope tells a mostly one-note story with underdeveloped characters, and even a fun co-op mode can't inject enough life to fix that. There weren't enough meaningful consequences to the choices I made to inspire further digging into its boxes, box of tricks, uh, which make made additional playthroughs tough going. Uh, and the more generous amount of time you have to react to quick-time events deprive me of any gory deaths. A gorgeous setting and some genuinely fant- frantic monster sequences save it from being a complete disaster, but this still feels like a step backward from the heights of interactive horror stories. Hopefully, the next entry in the Dark Pictures Anthology will have interesting characters with much more to say and do, as Little Hope's predecessors have proven Supermassive can deliver. Blessing, Adioye Jr. You have a brand new first impressions up of this. What is your take after an hour with it, or if you've played more? In the first hour, it seemed really cool. Like, I was super into what they were setting up. The The opening sequence of the game, I think, for a horror game, does the exact thing that you'd want, where it, it playing playing it with uh, Joey, it horrified me. <laughs> but the, the opening sequence, the point where I was like, oh, God, is this supposed to be happening? Like, I, I love having that feeling uh, in a game. Within the yeah. first hour, like, all I, my experience is positive. Like, the I thought the graphics were great. The uh, main character, or one of the main characters, is a notable actor. Uh, I just call him Sid. From He's Toy that kid Story. from yeah, Meet the Millers kid, right? Yeah, yeah, Meet the Millers. Yeah, uh, which is also well, everybody should go watch the first impressions because five minutes of that first impressions is us giving our impressions on the game, and the rest of it is legit us just making different references of celebrities from different movies. And so great content. Yeah, S- Sid, Sid from Toy Story, uh, uh, um, which Will somehow Poulter. got us. Will Poulter. Will Poulter. Yes, thank you. And that Meet the Millers did come up, which 
brought me to Emma Roberts from Meet the Millers, who's who's I think the the daughter character. Emma mm-hmm. Roberts, I knew from Unfabulous, um, from Nickelodeon. Shout out to Unfabulous on Nickelodeon. Shout More out to people should talk about that. Um, Joey, I think knew Emma Roberts from something else. I I digress. Everybody, go check out the first impressions. Yeah, don't give um, away the gold here. Yeah, no, there's a lot of gold in there, but. Yeah, like you have, you have Will Poulter playing the playing the main character, which I think is really cool. Uh, uh, interesting setup with I, I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, it, had, yeah. it had an interesting setup within the first hour, and it seemed pretty promising. And so going through the reviews and seeing that people were either like, "eh, it's all right," or eh, it's not, it's it's you know bad to okay," um, that's unfortunate. It doesn't surprise me given the uh man of madon like man of madon i thought was fine Half like very yeah. very fine um it is unfortunate though because now you've you have i'm not gonna say two misses but two games that don't have nearly the regard that until dawn had and until dawn came out and blew everyone away to the point that everyone was like man uh quantic dream needs to learn from these guys because they're doing this type of game right. Like the way in which the butterfly effect works, the way in the, the uh, way in which the characters are entertaining, the story's fun, all this stuff. Like these guys are the benchmark for this. The fact that now we've gotten Man of Madon and Little Hope and both of them seem to just be underwhelming. Uh, that That's unfortunate to me. And I, 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 hope I hope they're able to build back up because at their best, Supermassive is fantastic. Yeah. I... I... I, it's one of those weird things. I you talk about the butterfly effect. I would love to look into the alternate universe where PlayStation bought them, and mm. see what they're doing as a first party studio. Because I'm not, I, I you know I love Supermassive's Until Dawn. You know, Rush of Blood was a great VR game. It was this thing when they got announced like, all right, we're going multi platform. We're teaming up with Bandai, Bandai Namco for these. We're gonna put out this anthology. They're gonna come quick. We're gonna have a whole bunch of them. It was like, oh cool, they're gonna be shorter, but you're gonna have. And I was like, oh man, this sounds fucking rad. And then getting Man of Madonna, be like, oof, this doesn't look good. Like that number one. And then overall, yeah, like it's not. By the time we get to the twist, I wasn't into it anymore, and this isn't a thing, right? And like to see that happen, it seems again with this one. I haven't played it. Are you gonna play more of it? I want to, though seeing these reviews makes me go, is it worth it? Like yeah, I really like these types of games, but I don't at this point I I could just play something else. And that's know? the thing where it's like, oh man, I hate to see that happen again. And then again, if they're on this quick turnaround with the anthology, because I forget, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Let me know. When we did the preview event for Man of Madan, I remember them saying how many they were trying to do and what their cadence was gonna Somebody be. Somebody in chat said eight, which that seems sounds like a right. lot. I remember it being a lot when they announced it. It's one of those of like you hate to see this, and I don't I don't mean to fucking sound like I'm ivory tower in this or anything, but you hate to see this damage the reputation where like we, me and Joey were so excited for man of Madon. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when we played, it was like, Oh, and so then for little hope, I haven't really paid much attention to hoping that it would be better, but then getting to these reviews and be like, Oh, it's still that same thing. They're having those same problems. And it's like, it seems like they need more time and I'd rather than focus on a longer experience and make a more quality experience. This is just me. Somebody who has not played a little hope did play man of Madonna and didn't think it was fantastic by any stretch of the imagination. I want to see them get back to an until dawn thing. And I wonder if PlayStation would have bought them and said, make until dawn too. And you have X amount of, yeah. I mean, imagine if there was no little hope, obviously, and then no man of Madonna PlayStation buys them. And then we have a PlayStation five launch game. That's this, or maybe and probably yeah. PlayStation four, would be more it'd probably be a crescendo to that right and have it out for october yeah and i i think this also stings because we've seen them put out until dawn like in a world where they've just been putting out these games right and it was 
hidden agenda and yeah. uh was, were they the inpatient i forget they were the inpatient um, which yeah, is true inpatient. i guess another, another game i didn't like that much <laughs> so yeah. in, maybe in the agenda i played and yeah. i liked as like a fun thing to play play with friends like again not it wasn't until dawn but i think in a world where they didn't put out until dawn and they were just putting out these things everybody would be like oh okay cool like we're getting some some fun narrative games like i these games are fun and i'm sure people are going to flock to these things and, and be like okay yeah cool another one um but another in a world one. a world where until dawn existed it's like man you know they can be more than this you yeah, know you, that they can be better that, than this you know how talented they are and yeah like i kind of wish we lived in the world where they got bought by by playstation and they were putting out until dawn 2 or uh some others so i like a world where they're essentially replacing quantum dream and like feel, fulfilling that role in a way that uh was less about like the the dramatic you know D- david cage written stories and more about like a hey here are like your cool choices you can make and let's have fun and let's horrify people and, and let's have these quirky campy stories you know I, th- I i think there 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 would be value in that and i'm i at this point like if if the number of games was six to eight for dark pictures anthology i don't think they get there i think at most we get one more and maybe they pivot uh nanobiologist uh, wrote in and said dark pictures anthology is expected to have at minimum eight games potentially one every six months uh parentheses blessing said one a year during the first impressions but man of madonna came out august 2019 so they're already slipping on that which is to be expected especially when your games are not being well received (laughs) it's not like ah put put power through it guys let's keep going every six months for these games people aren't enjoying and yeah that is the concern of how many will there actually be if they continue to do this and uh, granted it could be the same way you look at the bad horror movies that are put out all the time right of hey these things are selling people are buying them who the fuck cares if people are having enough fun with a you know 71 on metacritic why does anybody care no no, exactly. no don't fix what ain't broken for your bottom line kind of thing but again we know they can be more and that's what hurts uh before we continue this roper report Let's talk about our sponsors, Blessing. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames to be part of the show and get the show ad-free. Speaking of ads, Gregway, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Amazon Alexa. I'm always looking for new ways to make my life easier. We're all juggling too much, so the ability to offload even the smallest task can make a difference. One convenience that Kind of Funny loves, of course, is smart bulbs connected to Amazon Alexa. And right now, Amazon Alexa is offering a smart special lighting bundle for our listeners uh, kind of funny loves amazon alexa and their smart lighting blessing has been using alexa and smart lights since he moved and it was easy to set up easy to use it makes his life easier right right alexa turn all lights orange i apologize people who if i activated your assistant yeah there it is look at it go yeah wow. it that's cool lucy uses them in the other room and i of course swear by alexa but i haven't upgraded yet but i will with this deal uh with an amazon smart lighting bundle you can turn your home into a smart home in just minutes setup is easy and you don't need any extra equipment just connect your new smart bulb to the echo dot and you're all set uh set every possible mood with over 16 million light colors to choose from or control the lights in your home with the sound of your voice just say alexa turn on the lights uh you can also set lighting routines to gently wake you up in the morning help you wind down at night or completely turn off at a certain time right now you can get 20 percent off your amazon smart lighting bundle only at amazon.com slash kf games every bundle includes an echo dot smart speaker and a sing led color changing light bulb that's 20% off at amazon.com slash KF games. But hurry, this offer ends October 31st. That's tomorrow. Amazon.com slash KF games. 
Up next is Upstart. During these economically turbulent times, everyone is looking for a way to feel more financially secure. So if you're still needlessly throwing money every month at high interest credit card debt, it's time you checked out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Now is the time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be and help pay off high interest credit card debt. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. You don't need a degree or diploma to apply, though. Uh, but like I've always said, I took out a loan a long, 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 long time ago before anything like Upstart existed, and I got screwed on the rate because I had no credit history. This would have helped me. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000, so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed-rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part? If the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot. And hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate takes only a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided with your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. And the final sponsor of the week is... Hims. For hims.com is all about men's wellness. We all know the story. Andy and Nick wanted to maintain their own wellness, so they looked to Hims to help keep their hair full and healthy. We can confirm it's full and healthy. Uh, though, uh, sorry, through Hims, you can get the prescription medication that treats erectile dysfunction as well. Real science, real solutions. This could cost hundreds of bucks if you went through a doctor or a pharmacy. Not so with Hims. Hims make it makes it simple and affordable. No embarrassing conversations, no expensive appointments. Just answer a few questions online about your medical history, and the provider will confidentially review. If approved, your medication is shipped to your door discreetly in some packaging, and the shipping is free. Uh, no more searching online for answers to questions about erectile dysfunction or sexual wellness. Just go to your Hims account and ask a medical professional for help. Try Hims today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com slash kind of I'm sorry, forhims.com slash funny games for your free visit. That's forhims.com slash funny games. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash funny games. Prescription products are subject to medical pr provider approval and require an online consultation with a medical provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. See the website for full details and safety information. Remember, that's 4 slash funny games. Number five on the Roper Report, uh, Everwild's creative director has left the company. This is Andy Robinson over at VideoGamesChronicle.com. Everwild's most senior developer, creative director, Simon Woodroff, has resigned from his position at Rare, VGC Understands. In a statement issued to VGC, the Microsoft-owned studio confirmed the departure and insisted that Everwild development would be in good hands going forward. Studio head Craig Duncan said, quote, we thank Simon for all his hard work on Everwild and wish him the very best luck, uh, the very best of luck for the future. Uh, the Everwild team are in good hands and passionate about building a game that will give players unforgettable experiences in a natural and magical world, end quote. No reason was given for the creative director's decision to leave, though studio sources told VGC that he had been absent for some time after submitting his resignation earlier this month. Uh, blessing. 
obviously people leaving the studio, we don't know what's going on in there. Um, so it's one of those like, maybe it's just a normal thing. Maybe it's something about the game, maybe whatever. I'm going to jump right to Sheep Whisperer, who I think encapsulates some of the panic people might feel. Uh, Sheep Whisperer wrote in to patreon.com slash games and says, yesterday VGC reported that Everwild, Rare's upcoming ambitious third-person adventure title with God Game Elements, has lost its most senior developer and creative director. This is the second high-profile departure of a prominent developer at a Microsoft-exclusive project in the past week, Chris Lee of 343 being the other. What is going on? Is this an issue like Disney was having with its directors where they meddle too much to the point that the developers can't take it anymore? Has Microsoft stretched itself too thin with too many projects going at once? Could there be an underlying issue with Microsoft game development that we don't know about? I hope Microsoft can collect itself, but regardless, this is becoming concerning. Blessing, are you concerned at all? Not with this, really. Like, I, I have no reason to believe that this is connected to the 343 thing in any way. Yeah. Um, just, uh, just because, like, they happen one after the other. Like, I think that's the only thing that makes it, like, ooh, what's going on? But, like, aside from that, like, these, seems, these seem like two very different situations. Again, like, no reason was given for this one, which is weird. But, like, when we look at Halo, the development of Halo Infinite versus the yeah. development of Everwild, like, Halo Infinite has... I think visually, like we can, we can, we can see the turbulence that's going on over there, right? From the uh, reveal that we got in July of gameplay to the reaction that there was to that, to them delaying Halo, to now us seeing uh, the director from the director there leave. That tells a story in a way that with Everwild, we just don't have a similar story being told. We just have somebody leaving, and we have Sea of Thieves, which seems to be doing great. We have Everwild, which seems to be, as far as we understand, right? I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not like on the forums paying super close attention to Everwild, and so like if there, are, if there are stories about turbulence going on with the development of that game, kind of funny.com says you're wrong, but as far as I understand, like everything's fine and peachy over there, and so I don't really, I, I'm not concerned seeing this. I'm not saying that down the line something could happen to make sure. that would maybe go, oh snap, yeah, there is trouble over there, but as of now, I'm not, I'm not freaking out about this. Yeah, I mean, again, we don't know what's happening there and anything else like that. I would, I, I want to say I can't believe because obviously every day horrible things fucking happen. All this stuff. I do not have any fiber of me going, oh man, both of these departures are because of Microsoft's influence. No, I think Phil Spencer and the team he has over there wants want people to make great games and do great things. And I think that when you're talking about these two departures, when you're talking about 343 uh, and Chris Lee leaving and where Halo Infinite is and the people they brought in, if anything, I think that all this does is point to making video games is hard. Making a something that's art and creative with a team of hundreds of people is incredibly difficult. And to go in there and have people who, like Chris Lee, like we were talking about earlier with 343 and Halo Infinite, being risen to the top that this is the guy and then the game gets out there and people don't like it or even you know reviews or play tests or whatever the hell are happening it's not where it needs to be for him to step aside is because the game's no longer going the way it's going that he wanted it to or that they wanted him to make it and i think for this thing with simon it could be a million different things right where he doesn't get along with the studio anymore this that the other just because you start a project i don't think you're expected to go through and finish it it'd be great if you did and that's how it would work but it doesn't happen that way often and so that's game development in general. So I think it's unfair to apply that to Microsoft and say, 
it's Microsoft stretching itself too thin. It's them having this Disney-like grip. It's et cetera, it's et cetera, et cetera. I think this is just par for the course when you own a bunch of studios. This stuff happens all the time in game development at game studios, but when they're independents, you don't see it. Or when they're games you don't care about, you don't know about it. The fact that it's under the microscope or magnifying glass of it's a Microsoft uh, first-party studio, right? Uh, it's, uh, you know, Halo's this huge game. Uh, Chris Lee and Everwild, or I'm sorry, Everwild is something people have been looking for. So obviously, if Simon's going to leave, it's going to be a thing there. For me, I don't think they're, they equate to Microsoft being a bad place to work or bad partners or anything like that. I think it equates to video game, game development is tough and there's creative differences all the time. And there's also other a million other reasons you could leave or something like that. But I, Sheep Whisperer, I do not at all extrapolate Microsoft's fucking up. Yeah, and, and to the Sheep Whisperer's questions here of like, does the, does Microsoft maybe have a Disney-like uh, uh, grip on their developers, right? Or like, has has Microsoft meddled, it, meddled in too much or are they stretched too thin? I think, yeah, it is important to point out that Microsoft is, has, as far as we understand, is pretty good about letting the developers do their thing. And like, I'm sure that changes from developer to, to developer, right? Like I'm sure with Halo, Microsoft is like, all right, we got to make sure this is good. Like we got to make sure that the, things are going smoothly here. But for a, across all their studios, right? Like it, it seems it, it seems the uh, the reason why studios are very comfortable going exclusive to Microsoft or, or uh, letting letting themselves be acquired by Microsoft is because Microsoft lets them have autonomy over what they do. And that's what, um, you know, Bethesda, Todd Howard was talking about yesterday with the games industry, that biz stuff we read. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just for context, I think it's interesting. Nanobiologist puts in your wrong. Regarding Everwild, three months ago, we got the following news. Quote, Rare hasn't discussed Everwild much because it's still playing around with gameplay ideas, end quote. So it's still very early in production for people to worry. Exactly. That's the yeah. thing, too, is it's not like they've been, you know, Halo Infinite-wise, years into development, they can almost see the finish line. Like, they're clearly working on something else here. And then Craig puts in here uh, on You're Wrong, while we're on the topic of Chris Lee, I think Kind of Funny should honestly report what happened there per Bloomberg. And he quotes what we read about Chris Lee getting sidelined. We read that on Wednesday. That has been reported accurately, Craig, and I don't think it changes anything. The quote he's pulling is, Lee's role was sidelined a few weeks later as Microsoft brought in Halo veteran Joe Statton to lead the single-player campaign and another senior executive, Pierre Heights, to run multiplayer. Uh, That's highlighted in my notes from when we talked on the 28th, but it doesn't change the fact that he left his position because of that. Even if you're sidelined, and that's what Jason was reporting it as and putting it as, he still left the company. So I don't know what you're taking the shot at us for there um this isn't even wrong so yeah that's the end of that one i think good luck to simon good luck to everwild yeah video games are good are and hard to make or everwild at all sorry are you looking forward to everwild i don't know enough about it the stuff they've seen or talked about or whatever looks interesting enough but not I'm like interested in it As that's the thing who, i want to know more but i'm not like yeah. bated breath can't wait to play it because like I very much assume it's Sea of Thieves, but in a different setting. And mm-hmm. I, I've, I've mentioned on the show before, I'm very adamant. I don't like pirates. Pirates can fuck out of here. I don't like them. I don't like the way they talk. I don't like how they don't get enough vitamin C. <laughs> I don't like anything Scurvy. about pirates. Big problem. Big problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah big yeah. problem with pirates. Uh, I, could, I could be down with spiritual animals. <laughs> like That seems like a cool thing. And so, on, on paper, in- no, I don't care about it, but we'll see what gets there. I'm sorry, Kevin, what do you got? I was gonna ask Blessing if he was not like if he was into the Pirates porn movie that came out. Like, remember that most successful we porn young. of a long time ago. Most yeah, expensive that. porn when we were young. I feel like that was before my time. When did that come out? I mean, you would have been around that age. You would have been around that age where you you. But I also found wasn't that. a fan of like Pirate. It's a Pirates of the Caribbean or Caribbean or whatever you want to say it parody, right? Kind of. 
No, I don't see, and, and I don't care about Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow, wow. So, like he does not like I Pirates, probably, folks. I two thousand five, two thousand five. Yeah, yeah, so, that was before my time. Yeah, okay, I didn't too young, start watching those young. movies until like two thousand seven. Yeah, but I don't think it hit the internet for free for a while. You know, mm-hmm. I think my like I came up around Nail and Palin. That was my time to shine. Yeah, no, I got nothing. But yeah, it it was the one that, yeah, it was was reported to be a budget of well over $1 million. It was the most expensive pornographic film made today. Yeah. A sequel, Pirates 2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They had a bunch of skeletons. uh... It's like Michael Bay, right? Like, whoa, that's crazy. Jesus Christ. A sequel, Pilots 2, Stagnetti's Revenge, was made on an even bigger budget of $8 million, Mm -hmm. and it is considered the most expensive porn film ever produced. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, you know what I mean? For pirates. See, I feel like, you can imagine, like like back then, pirate people, they were all about pirates. And they want to see like we should have like beaten that by now in terms of budget. Like, I'm I'm shocked there wasn't like an event. It turns out, like, you really don't need to spend that much money on porn. Like uh, that makes sense. You that's pay the, the thing person. now when you go when you when you when you click on a weird link and you get sent to Pornhub. There's no story anymore. No, there is. It's Where just is everyone the uh, like oh stepmom, well, step cousins. That's all they're doing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where are the lightsabers and and the the good visuals? There's exactly. Right Thank now. you. Uh, final story on the Roper Report number six. We're talking about PlayStation 5's accessibility features. This is James O'Connor at GameSpot. Sony has given us some insight into the system's in-build accessibility features and how they'll make the system easier to use for disabled players. While the PS4 had text-to-speech, the PlayStation 5 also has a voice dictation system, which allows you to convert speech to text. There's also a screen reader function, which lets users hear on-screen text uh, that they might not be able to read and deaf users will have the option of typing out text messages that will be spoken out loud for players in multiplayer. These features will also support multiple languages Sony has announced, so they'll be part of the system's global feature set. Button assignment and closed captioning, captioned features will also be available, as well as color correction. You can program preferred presets for common settings, which will be remembered across numerous supported games. The PlayStation 5 DualSense features haptic feedback and adaptive tri- triggers, but... For players who have issues with these features, they'll be able to reduce or disable these features. So good news. Good um, news to end on for a Friday. Yeah, that's really cool. Proud of them. Yeah, exactly. One more yeah. of this. I, I, what I like about it was what they talk about here of them being built in and global presets. Like, that's awesome to be able to turn it on and be like, yes, I always want subtitles on or no, I, whatever. I guess, no, I, I'd never want dual sense. I'm talking on my ass because I haven't done it. So I don't know. But like, what they're talking about of what you'd be able to do of like do it from a system level so that, that from then on out you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Like I saw uh some tweets floating around. I think Emron was tweeting about this yesterday about how like for the um like the triggers on the controller, how you know for in Astros play playrooms cooling springs level, which we can talk about, there are certain ways in which like the game will will uh change how the triggers feel, how like you can I, I saw people concerned about that and then like yeah, people confirm that no, you will be able to turn that off and letting people when it comes when it comes down to this stuff like the more options the better like that's kind of where i where i come down on it every time like I, I, the i was listening to the episode yesterday and, and you and tim were talking about um i think demon souls right and like how they're they're not having the or how the the director was talking about how like we don't accessibility difficulties there's no yeah. difficulty options and there shouldn't be is what he said yeah and like for me that's cool as long as you give people options like give people options to play the way they want whether that mm-hmm. is if you don't want to have an easy difficulty have an assist mode or have accessibility options that people can 
tweak around with so that you can make sure everybody's able to play the game like that that that's kind of where that's kind of what i want to see more of and this seems like it's leaning more towards that and so that's awesome i do want to see i want to see playstation get an accessibility controller that is along the lines of what xbox has with their mm, sure the adaptive controller is that what it's yep, called that's right that's yeah. right i want to see that or like let the adaptive controller be used on playstation like i want to see one of those things happen um because th those seem like the big steps that need to be need to be made to make this stuff more uh ubiquitous and easy for everyone sure blessing i can't wait to see how ubiquitous and adaptive everything can be in the future for games but that's so far away if i wanted something more immediate what came to the mom and grab shop where would i go you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday yeah out today in the dark pictures anthology little hope playstation 4 xbox one and pc angry video game nerd one and two deluxe switch and pc and mac uh legends of eternal uh ps4 xbox one switch pc and mac umihara kawazi uh bazooka uh playstation 4 and switch street witches xbox one Umihara Kawazi Fresh, PlayStation 4. Mad Rat Dead, PlayStation 4 Switch. Pikmin 3 Deluxe, Switch. Klee, Switch. Visage, uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. The Language of Love, Switch. Haunted, Poppy's Nightmare, Switch. Uh, Slither Loop, Switch. And then Phasm Phasmophobia's new patches out. Uh, Darren over at GameSpot writes, Cooperative Ghost Hunting Game... Phasmophobia has recently become one of the most played and most watched games on Steam and Twitch. Last week's update for the game added more cunning ghosts to the game, uh, but this week's latest patch is focused on dozens of fixes as well as new Halloween additions. Uh, developer Kinetic Games hasn't revealed yet what the Halloween content actually is, but players have reported seeing jack-o'-lanterns, a scarecrow, and a new type of crawling ghost. New dates for you. I got one. Line Light is coming to Nintendo Switch on November 12th deals of the day for you playstation uh now has announced its editions for november uh starting tuesday on playstation now you can get f1 2020 injustice 2 rage 2 and my time at portia blessing we ask people who listen and like this show to go to patreon i screwed it up see i was i was going into the twitch thing and you're wrong but then I, I pivoted but i still screwed it up people can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to be part of the show with reader mail that we've already read but they can also want to squad up this is where one of you writes in give me your name username platform of choice and why you need help in a video game i read it here the best friends come and find you and everybody plays games together today you're not playing games you're celebrating love mark freeman wrote in and he's directing everybody to twitch.tv slash robbie rob plays so we have a very special community zoom this weekend we are celebrating halloween and the wedding of robbie rob and stella and it will be taking place from 12 p.m to 8 p.m pacific time on saturday this will mostly be the normal community zoom with silly questions among us and maybe some ghost stories however we are encouraging people to wear their fancy dress parentheses either a costume or dress smartly then at 3 p.m we will be doing a watch along of the wedding after which we will resume the normal zoom call later at 6 p.m we will be joining the wedding reception on stella's animal crossing island uh these are always a great place or these are always great fun so please come hang out with the best friends if you can all the details are on my twitter at the indie boy one in my pinned tweet alternatively if you just want to watch the wedding slash reception head over to twitch.tv slash robbie rob plays happy halloween mark freeman uh, Mark Freeman, happy Halloween to you as well. Uh, everybody, go celebrate the wedding of one Robbie Rob and Stella this weekend in the community Zoom. Twitch.tv slash Robbie Rob plays to watch the wedding and reception. Uh, happy wedding to all of you. Many happy yeah. returns. Congratulations. 
Uh, blessing, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later and listening later and doing everything else later. Uh, Nanobiologist writes in and says, Blessing said he's surprised that Avengers doesn't have a porn parody, but it not does. Said, or not what I meant, at least. I meant what? I'm surprised that the most expensive porn would, like wasn't in a, uh, like an Avengers Endgame porn. Uh, like, I feel like that would deserve the level of CGI. Gotcha, gotcha. No. Well, he does point out there's The Avengers, a porn parody movie. It's 97 minutes long, and it's rated 98% on XNXX. Oh, he I put know. A li- he put a link in here. I clicked on it. Let me tell you, that is a graphic pornography. Yeah. Right. Is it the whole Aren't thing, or is it just like, like a Oh, it's the whole thing. I don't know, Kevin. I read it, so I don't watch it often. Uh, nanobiologist says, Blessing said the Xbox adaptive controller isn't usable on PlayStation, but it is. Oh. oh, well, there you go. Oh, did you say that? Yeah, you can. There, it's a workaround, but I think it is the fact that, like, I, I thought Blessing was saying he wanted a PlayStation to make one. He, no, he did. Both. He said he, he was like that, but if they can't do that, at the very least, this. But yeah, turns the, out, at the very least, let it, you know, let not it work really a PlayStation, PlayStation fan, you know? Yeah, I mean, no, I mean just, it's, ex- really but it's an Xbox fan. device being put on it. You know, we already covered that at the top of the show. We've established who the King of Halloween is. Neither of you in costumes, huh? I, I, I said I, I wasn't going to wear costumes this year. I was just going to wear my Biden uh, I wore costumes. I love you. Let me tell you, I didn't get enough love. Yep. You know, I, I dressed up as a Fallout Vault Dweller. It was great. It was supposed to represent 2020 as a year because we couldn't leave our houses. Vault Dwellers, oh, you know? Oh, shit. Nobody got it. Nobody got Ladies it. Ladies and gentlemen, what? this is your final Kind of Funny Games Fuck, Daily for the week. Remember, shit. each and every weekday, we are here with a brand spanking new episode. This episode is far from over, though. We are going to go do the post show on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Oh, if you want to head over there and be a part of it, let's go do it. Uh, let's run through your host for next week, though. Uh, Monday, it'll be Blessing and Imran. Tuesday, it's Tim Tam Tuesday. That is Tim Getty's teaming up with Game Spots Tamor Hussein. Wednesday, it's me and Gary Witta. Thursday, it's Blessing and Tim. Friday, it is me and Blessing. Remember, as I said at the top of the show, a million different streams are happening, including Blessing playing Ghost this afternoon, me doing Animal Crossing tomorrow, Donktober happening tomorrow as well. And then remember that P.S. I Love You, I forgot to say this in the episode on Tuesday, P.S. I Love You XOXO is happening on Friday next week due to scheduling conflicts. So, we have a post show to do, patreon.com slash games. If you're watching later on youtube.com slash games, you should go over there and check it out. If you're listening later, you should roll down your window and yell about how much you love us. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.